Welcome back to this episode of Tailgate Season, where it's always a bad day to be a beer, presented by the Cold Cans Network. Make sure you give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcasts. In this case, it needs to be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you click the Spotify version, look in the description, click the link, give us an up to one minute voicemail on what we got right, what we got wrong, or if you just want to tell us something with an expletive. I mean, we said it at the end of the last episode. By, the, by now, you know what it is. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Jordan, Cold Cans Network contributor Kenshin, and professional troll himself and co-host on Country and Cold Cans, Kyle. Welcome back, fellas. It's much better Glad than to be back. <laughs> We made it 30 seconds in for Kyle Brings Up Porn. Much better than porn. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm just going to say it. There is a conspiracy against me when we play that game. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. I, I'm, the fix is in. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Kyle, because I was on one of those episodes we played that game. And, I mean, you were on point with them all. So, you know, and it wasn't because of the wrestling. <laughs> no, no, just, just, yeah. just embrace it, Kyle. It's, it's not a bad, it's not a bad badge of armor to wear, you know. Badger honor, excuse me. Not badger armor. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> Take another sip of those high noons. <laughs> uh, nah, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go into the weekly power ranking so far through four weeks. Um, Kenshin, let's start with you. Who you got? Uh, if you want to start at 14, then go to one. Yeah, that's what I was going to do anyway, Logan. So thank you for uh, bringing that up. Uh, 14, we're... <laughs> 14, we're going to go with the Yellow Jackets. Uh, they are terrible. They just fired Jeff Collins this week. So RIP, 4-1 out for the old boy. He is now unemployed. Um, I'm number good. 13. You can stay above the line if you want. <laughs> uh, also, I'm on team hashtag uh, Deion Sanders to Georgia Tech. That would be awesome. That would be a great coaching hire. Georgia Tech definitely needs to do that. Uh, other than that, they're just trash. I mean, they were they were leading this past weekend against Central Florida, and then they called a timeout and did typical Jeff Collins style. Ended up pretty much getting them fired that weekend. So, you know, it's just they're just a dumpster fire. Did he get uh, tarmacked? I'm sorry. Um, I, did he get tarmacked? I don't think he got tarmacked, but okay. it was it was if it wasn't that night, it was like that Sunday morning. Because the yeah. most disrespectful thing I've ever seen is what they did to Herb uh, at Arizona State. They fired him on the field. Oh, yeah. 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 Herm Edwards, Tarmac, yeah. yeah. Tar- Tarmac is really disrespectful, but I was just, I was just curious. Thank but I, The, the Tarmac treatment is, is Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin was the one that's, like, notable for, like, yeah. everybody's getting on the plane, and they're like, oh, oh, oh raise your hand if you're going to get on this plane. Hold on, Lane. Hold on for a second. Put your hand down. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they did to him. Yeah. Um, I, just, but, I was uh, wondering if they did, did him dirty like that. I don't think so. I think it was like because they they fired the athletic director too. Mm. So it, it's like a it's they got them both. Josh Pastner, not not to talk about college basketball, but Josh Pastner is on the line as well at this point, in my opinion. But uh, number thirteen, I'm going to go with the Boston College Eagles. Their offensive line is Swiss cheese, buddy. It is rough. Phil the jerk Trakovich is half the quarterback that he is because. He doesn't care anymore. He's just fighting for his life. It is definitely just close your eyes and throw it. Fuck it. Zay Flowers is going to be somewhere out there. Uh, number 12, it's probably going to be a little unpopular, but I'm going to go with Louisville Cardinals. I think Scott, or, Scott Satterfield is definitely the next coach to get fired next. Um, 
they're just not really that impressive this year, especially with all the offseason hype that they had. Um, Malik Cunningham's a good quarterback, but it's just it's just not – they just don't win games, plain and simple. Uh, number 11 is the Virginia Tech Hokies. Brent Pry's got a lot to deal with here in this first year. It's definitely a rebuilding year. Um, the quarterback, Grant Wells, he's not that good. Um, he, he is very inaccurate, and I don't think they have anybody behind him to replace him. So it's going to be a very, very, very long season in Blacksburg, unfortunately. Uh, number 10, I'm going to go with an, probably another unpopular one, but the Miami Hurricanes. You can't lose to Middle Tennessee State at home. Like, plain and simple. It doesn't matter if it's Mario Cristobal's first year. You just don't lose to Middle Tennessee State at home. Uh, number nine, I'm going to go with Brennan Armstrong and the Brennan Armstrong Etts at Virginia. Um, they came back against Syracuse, but it wasn't enough. They should have. I think it's just going to be a long year in Charlottesville. They're just, just not a good team. And Brendan Armstrong should have transferred when he had the chance. Uh, number eight, I'm going to knock them down a little bit. I had them a little bit higher the week before, but they lost to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this past weekend. Jordan's favorite team, the Carolina Tar Heels. Drake May is still a top five quarterback in the ACC, but that defense is just rough. You cannot give up 45 points against Notre Dame when – Tommy Reese is yelling into the phone, do your fucking job to to old Drew Pine the past weekend before. I mean, it's just that's it's unacceptable. Number seven, the Riley Leonard train is pulling into the station, Duke right there. I think they are I, they're gonna be a surprise team. I think they have a chance to win the coastal this year. Like it's crazy to say and and Mike we trust, but it's just gonna be one of those just come out of nowhere also we're one game away from cashing that over three and a half win total this year and i need it so bad um number six i got pit pit is gonna i mean they're literally the best team in the coastal right now even though half their offense is injured half their defense is is just I, they're just there i mean just it's the best place to put them at six i mean they're not great they're not good you know they're just they're just average Number five, top five, we're going to go with Wake Forest at five. Sam Hartman is a system quarterback in my book, but he looked good against Clemson. He exposed their their weaknesses or Clemson's weaknesses in the secondary this past weekend. And he's just always going to sling the ball every weekend. He's just a good quarterback. Hopefully he'll play for the Panthers at some point in his NFL career. Um, number four, I got Jordan Travis in the Florida State Seminoles. Um, I'm really, really, really buying stock in this wide receiver they got, Johnny Wilson. You know, the kid is unreal. It's just literally just throw the ball up in the back of the end zone. That kid's going to catch it. And that's exactly what he did with Louisville two weeks ago. And I have a feeling that's probably what's going to happen against Wake Forest this weekend. Uh, number three, orange is the new black, baby. Uh, orange is the new fast, not orange is the new black. Orange is the new fast, Syracuse. I take everything back that I said negative about Garrett Schrader on the the previous podcast I said where I called out Garrett Schrader and said he should have transferred and Tommy DeVito should have stayed. No, Garrett Schrader is the guy for Dino Babers. That team is great. They had they struggled a little bit with Virginia, but I think it's just one of those just matching, you know, different styles or whatever. I think that they could possibly be a sneaky, sneaky good team in the Atlantic 
Number two, I got my Wolfpack, NC State. Our offense is getting better. Me and Kyle discussed that earlier in a podcast, uh, <laughs> the, the last episode, how I said QBR doesn't matter, but but we're not going to bring that up again. The offense is getting better. I think it's going to be a great game against Clemson this weekend. Um, uh, and number one, Clemson, uh, plain and simple, you're number five in the nation. It's the only reason why I got you at number one. DJU had a great game, probably the best game he's ever had in a Tiger uniform this past weekend. You know, the, the front seven for Clemson is, is nasty. Your secondary is questionable, but you got a couple of injuries. You're probably going to have some guys back for state. It's kind of still up in the air. Dabo is one of those guys that doesn't really like to unleash his, his depth chart until literally the game, you know, is being played. So we'll see. Um, with that being said, that's my power rankings this week. All right, so I'll go next. Uh, number 14, I got the Boston College Eagles. Talk about fucking disappointment. They're one of them. Um, they, I expected more out of uh, Jerkovic and Zay Flowers. We ain't getting it. Like you said, the offensive line is trash. Not impressed by uh, this year's iteration of Jeff Halfley's squad. 13, ding dong, the witch is dead. Jeff, Jeff Collins is gone. I think that Georgia Tech could be a good uh, football team with the right coach in the right situation, but it's going to be a rebuild for an, uh, another coach to come into Atlanta. As of right now, they're Sanders. <laughs> maybe Deion Sanders telling you Georgia Tech's still a bottom dweller as of right now Dion could maybe turn around but you know that's still conjecture they're 13 number 12 UVA again no offensive line quarterback is uh, Brendan Armstrong has been so disappointing he's just not been good this year uh, statistically or by the eye test I'm a big eye test guy don't like the, uh, the what I've seen from the who's um, they're, they're at 12 number 11 uh, Virginia Tech they are a frustrating team to watch because they'll look good for spurts during the game and then look bad for spurts during the game. And Grant Wills ain't it, Chief. Uh, they need another answer quarterback, but it ain't going to happen this year. So they're at 11. Number 10, I've got uh, Malik Cunningham in Louisville. Again, what are we going to get week to week? One week they look awful. Next week they look pretty good. Um, pushing Florida State, beating UCF. But then they they just look awful in other weeks. Don't know what I'm getting out of Louisville week to week, so they're solidly sitting at 10. Number nine, UNC. I dropped them down a few points this week strictly because of the defense. That Notre Dame offense had not scored points like that all year long. UNC cannot stop the run, and honestly, they can't stop the pass. I don't know what they can stop, but it sure ain't an offensive uh, an offense. So Drake May, top five quarterback in the league. Their defense, <laughs> bottom five de- defense in the country. Uh, number eight. Duke Blue Devils, big surprise this year. Three and one come off that seven point loss to Kansas and Lawrence, Kansas. Um, Duke has looked a lot better when you actually watch the game than I expected. And, you know, just by the eye test, that team is playing with more energy. The defense has played well. And Riley Leonard looks like he's going to be a solid quarterback. Number seven, I still got Miami here. I think Miami is not back, but I think Miami is too talented to be too bad. So I think they're going to be upper echelon of the coastal. We'll have more on that later, us, because I think the Coastal was utter trash. As of right now, they're at seven in the power rankings. Number six is Pitt. Pitt's the best team in the Coastal. I don't think it's particularly close right now, but what does that really say? I don't know. Pitt, six. Number five, Syracuse. Probably the biggest surprise of the ACC season so far. I was wrong about Gary Trader. I was not impressed by him outside of his running ability last year when I watched Syracuse play. He has been balling this year. And then with all the talk for Gary Trader, we are forgetting 
the man who tweets in the third person, Sean Tucker. Uh, dude's a legit dude at the running back position. So, uh, you know, you can't sleep on the orange this year. Uh, number four, uh, the Seminoles. I think they're back in the sense that they're competitive and they can be a team that can uh, finish five and three, maybe six and two in the uh, division. I don't think they're back to the level that Kyle does, but I do think they're back into they're fielding a good team now. Uh, Jordan Travis has been really impressive this year. Number three, uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest looked good, especially offensively against Clemson last week. Um, Sam Hartman may be a system quarterback, as Kenton says, but it, he's playing in the right system. Dude puts up straight numbies uh, his, his, since he became a starter in Winston-Salem. And, you know, they'll, they'll win some games because they can score points in bunches. Number two is my alma mater, NC State Wolfpack. Elite defense, good special teams. Uh, so far have been mediocre offense. I, I do agree with Kenjin that I think the offense has kind of gotten into a more of a groove. We'll see if I'm, I don't know if this weekend's a good a test for that because of the hurricane weather, but we'll find out in the next coming weeks, you know, if the offense has kind of gotten to a level that will help them win some, win some more ball games against the likes of Wake Forest who can score points and bunches. And then number one's obviously Clemson. Clemson and NC State in a lot of ways are mirror images of each other. Uh, good special teams, really good defense, suspect offense. Uh, but, uh, you know, State has their chance this weekend. If you're going to come at the King, you best not miss Wolfpack. So, number one, my power rankings are the Clemson Tigers. All right, Kyle, you're a non-ACC guy, non-Power <laughs> 5 guy, but what are your power rankings for ACC through four weeks? So, uh, the bottom dwellers are Georgia Tech. They're, you don't fire a coach for no reason. <laughs> um, especially in week four. Um, so you're pretty awful. Uh next to bottom, I got UVA. They just look horrendous. Uh then I have Boston College because as, as you all as you all have alluded to, they're a disappointment. Then I got Virginia Tech. Then I have UNC. Then I have Miami. Miami was the one team that I thought could disprove my theory as far as college football goes, where you can just pump massive amounts of money into it and you automatically become good. They are, as far as the season goes, they're disproving that theory. Louisville, I have next. Louisville, they're they're inconsistent, but a lot of their losses are close losses. So I don't knock them that much. And the losses they have aren't terrible losses. Um, they're not like Miami losing to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, then I have Pittsburgh. Then I have Duke. Then I have Syracuse. Then I have Wake Forest. Uh, then I have Florida State. Then I have uh, da, 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 then I have uh, North NC State and Clemson to round out the top. So State Clemson toss up. Show me some. I don't know who to pick because you play this Saturday. One and two can change, but that is uh, the way I look at it. All right, Jordan, round us out with your uh, power rankings through week four. All right. So, uh, bottom, I'm uh, with Kyle I got Georgia Tech. Uh, I, I do think they got a better quarterback than BC, but the, the coaching thing and the whole way they just look. There's more. Um, I got uh, 13. I got BC. Um, I think I think we expected more. We talked about this a little bit on the previous show, you know, at the beginning, and we just haven't gotten it. And it's 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 a dumpster fire there too. Um, 
12, I have Virginia Tech. Um, I think I think their defense is better. And I think that just their offense and just them as the overall program right now is, is not better than some of these other ones. Um, 11, I got Louisville. Uh, it's just when are we going to see the Malik Cunningham that we're supposed to be seeing? Um, it's getting too, too late. Watch right midnight real early. Um, then I have Virginia. Um, they played better against Syracuse than I expected. Um, the other week. And so, I mean, that kind of made them bump up a little bit in my mind. Uh, I still think Brunner Armstrong is, I mean, he's not bad, but he's not what we expected. And we talked about this earlier on the preview show. What did expect with the offensive line? Well, terrible. They're not good. They, You can tell the youth and the inexperience of the problem there. So that's why that's, uh, that's them at 10. Then I have Carolina. Um, strictly on the fact of Carolina, if they could stop somebody at 28 points, I jumped them up to probably four or five. I mean, easily. Um, but with them the way they are now and what they're doing, it's from watching them as a fan standpoint, from everything, it's just a massive disappointment there. I'm not jumping on any math. The only thing I'm wondering is, and then, uh, Carson Arthur, one of my buddies who talked about this, is is it a player's problem and the talent, or is it the coaching and the way they're getting coached on that on that side of the ball? And I have no answer for that. I, I wish I knew because it made me be able to sleep at night. I think it's all um, coaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't they know. Have, they have they have names and stars. Yeah, but that doesn't mean shit until you show up on the field. We discovered that at that is coaching exclusively. Yeah. They have raw talent. I've always said, and you, and and Logan knows this. Not to inter, inter, interrupt, but no, I've always argued with Logan. Re- recruiting classes don't mean a lot until they get on campus, right? You can have a loads of five stars, but if you don't develop talent, you don't have shit. Right. Because if you have a coach that can develop two and three stars to play at their maximum level they're better than a five-star that's still playing on a high school level. Right. Yeah. I would say three and low four-stars. I wouldn't think – there aren't too many two-stars that – I mean, able Mike, to keep up the speed, but eh, – Mike Leach has made a career off developing their aid, which is exclusive. Okay, anyway. But anyway. Uh, but we digress. <laughs> we digress. Okay. Um. So, so my only other thing with is another question I've had is, so Gene Chizik, had less talent, less talent for the first time he was in Chapel. And the defense was a hell of a lot better. And now he has more talent by star wise and is not is doing literally like top, like you said, top five worst in the country. It is nuts what is going on in Chapel Hill. You don't even have to I mean, if you keep them under 30 points, you win a foot you win any football game. And you can't do that. And it is stupid that that's the way it's become. He's um, a first-year D.C. Do what? He's a, he's like a first-year. He's a first-year D.C. They're not really well, recruiting. See, but, really but Gene's re- been there at Carolina before. So it's not like he's right. you know, some up they, and up-and-coming coach. No. And he's got a yeah. title. Well, can't yeah. gave him that title. He had a once-in-a-generation player. But anyway, uh, what I was saying was um, – 
they're not really recruiting to his system. Is the the look the only saving grace I would give Gene Chizik? They're just recruiting names. They're not necessarily recruiting talent that fit his scheme. I I, I feel like that they know what they got when they were coming in. We're still pulling good stars. Position coaches, out. right? And it's just he's it's not getting done. And I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I I'm with you, Logan. I think it's also. I think I don't think it's just Gene Chizik exclusively. I think it's something else going on there. And um, DB's the Tony Grimes and them have not showed up. They have not done what they were supposed to do. And it's driving me nuts. But let me continue so we can get done with this power rankings list. Um, uh, after them, I have the, the hated team, Duke, ahead of me at eight. And it really bothers me to say that. But they've looked good. I mean, they just have looked good. They've done a lot of surprising this year. And maybe they get the victory bell back. God, I hope not. Um, but that's going to be something to see. Uh, number seven is Miami. They took a hit last week at home. Um, me and you had questions about uh, TVD um, after his um, showing in, at Texas A&M. And they're still going to continue a little bit because he's – He's, he's not what we thought he was. Um, six, I got Pitt. I still think they're, like you said, I, I think they're by far the best team in the total. Well, maybe not by far, because we'll talk about that later, but I still think that they're the best team right now in the Coastal. Um, five is Syracuse. Syracuse has been a great surprise, biggest biggest surprise, I think, so far in the conference. Um, four, I got Wake Forest. Um, I still think give me Sam Hartman, he's gonna win more games than he's not. Um FSU is number three. I think with uh I think with quarterback play and the defense what they're giving me and you know, just overall in general, it's not a t- it's a tough place to play in Tallahassee. And so I think they're ahead of Wake Forest just by that. And the defense is a lot better than Wake Forest. Um number two. I got State, and I've said this from the beginning. I think that State and Clemson are 1A, 1B. Um, so, with NC State being there, it's kind of – the only reason I have Clemson at number one is because uh, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And if you can beat the man on Saturday, you move up. If you can't beat the man, he's still there until he's – Dethroned, and um, that's the only reason I have that there. But it is a one A one B for me on uh, State and Clemson. So those are my highlights. Which is fair. Um, I, I still, you know, you and I have talked about it at nauseum on here. I still give Clemson a nine, but I, I, I think that's fair. Um, now the the big thing I've noticed with all of our power rankings here is that it's heavy at the top on Atlantic teams. I know, like the Atlantic schools. Me and Kenton being representatives of that, like to joke on the coastal being, you know, a carousel of chaos and a carousel of just like whoever's the tallest midget. But this year, man, like, how bad is the coastal? Yeah. I mean, it's so what my thinking is here, you know, I had Carolina at nine. If they can somehow figure out a defense, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind they can win the coastal yeah. with just the record even now. I mean, they can't. And that's nine, the worst, one of the worst coastal, you know, things that they can, they can win that. I mean, 
And so right now, I think um, I think Miami's too good to be that, but to be where they're at right now, I think they figure it out. But it's it's literally, you know, the cliche is a Tulsa, it's whatever. But it honestly is in the coast though, because you could have some crazy thing happen and that's saying, you know, you're looking at Virginia Tech up there. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to happen to sleep, but it's not a good thing right now. Um, I think that I, this hurts me to say, but obviously most of the top teams in the ACC in years past have been in the Atlanta. I, I just feel like that. I feel like in recent history, that's what it's been. So I'm glad I'm supposed to, but it doesn't matter what's coming up next year, right? The divisions are gone. Um, I just feel like the Coastal is bad on the fact there's no dominant team and there's nobody that can run away with it at all at any point in the season. Um, whereas you have your dogs up there in the Atlantic and you have the pleasant surprises. You don't have a whole lot of terrible surprises. Um, but other than that, there's not too many bad teams up there that can't compete. And from an overall standpoint, I think the Atlantic is just leaps and bounds ahead of the Coastal in um, what they're doing in coaching and what they're doing on the field. And I think the Coastal is learning that we're just – I mean, even though you can recruit because you're nine of them well. Um, Carolina recruits think, well. Yeah, they do. I mean, they just recruit well. And um, I think some of the NIL maybe has something to go with it, was bringing everything up a little bit with some of the bottom dwellers of the Coastal. But um, I think we're finding out that we're not coached as well as the Atlantic what's going on there. Yeah. The Coastal, and I think that's the problem. I'm with you on that. The frustrating thing for me as a as somebody who, you know, pulls for a team from the Atlantic is there's a very real possibility that NC State goes seven and one or six and two this year and Clemson plays or Florida State plays or whoever wins right. the Atlantic plays a four and four, five and three representative from the coastal for the ACC championship game. And could lose that game just yeah. like that one bad game. It's 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 like it's ridiculous to me that someone that's five and three God forbid, four and four plays for the ACC championship game. Like I remember uh, a few years back, a seven and five pit team was playing in Charlotte. Like that's, that should never happen. So thankfully this is the last year of this madness, but the ridiculous part is, and this just goes back to the old NC state shit. Probably one of our best teams is going to be in a divisional format instead of having a win percentage format. But well, in, in your defense, it's not an ACC exclusive problem. The SEC West is absolutely loaded compared to the SEC East, just like the Big Ten uh, East is absolutely loaded compared to the West. In the East and the Big Ten, you have Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. The West, the best team you have is, is uh, Minnesota. Yeah. In the, in the East and uh, the SEC, the best team you have is probably Florida. I mean, uh, divisions in college football are really, really. Wait, did you say un- Florida was the best in the SEC East? No, Georgia and Tennessee are better in Florida. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Georgia. And, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, this year. Well, no, if Tennessee's SEC, for real. Actually, if Tennessee's yeah, for yeah, real. If, if Tennessee's for real. 
Actually, the SEC is fairly balanced this year because you have Georgia, One. Kentucky, and Tennessee in mm-hmm. the East. And then you know you have Alabama, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. Yeah. And Ole Miss. So the SEC is kind of an outlier. Outlier like, this season, but it's not it's not normally been that it's way. It's not normally, yeah. Yeah. yeah in, my, in the past, it's just been Georgia versus a loaded SEC West. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Big Ten, the Big Ten East, loaded because you have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and then just everyone else. It's too bad so, that the, the conference with Rutgers couldn't keep their leaders and legends divisions back before they expanded uh, <laughs> a couple times ago. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to fire y'all up because as bad as Rutgers is, y'all have Georgia Tech. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, every <laughs> conference is really top heavy, and the bad is just really bad. Yeah, because like, the difference is the median typically between the conferences that are having a good year and the conferences that are down. Yeah, because like right now, Virginia Tech's on top of the coastal because they beat a bad Boston College team week two. And nobody else has really played except mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, and they lost. So, so like right now, if the if if we had to play today, Virginia Tech would be going to Charlotte. Like, sad to say, but but you know another thing too, you got four new brand new coaches in year one in the Coastal. You know, so it's it's quote unquote rebuilding years for teams in the Coastal. But kind of sitting here thinking about it. I think the reason why the Atlantic is so much better than the Coastal is we've been kind of keeping up with the Joneses. You know, we play Clemson every year. Like, the Coastal opponents, some of them play Clemson, you know, every other year. Or, you know, it's, it's not as – it's not every year. you got to either go to Death Valley or they come to you. So, I feel like the reason why State's got better is because they had to compete. They're, they're getting recruits that – Clemson's going after, you know, Will Shipley was, I mean, his parents went to state. His parents, you know? grandparents, and 27, 27 other relatives. So we, I hope yeah. we Benedict Shipley, we yeah. put, uh, tackle him um, um, early and often this weekend. So it's, so it's not like a per se, you know, Alabama where they're just better than everybody else in, in the division. It's, it's still just keeping up with the Joneses. So I, it's just one of those things. But, um, you know, I, I, it goes back to the coastal, how bad that is. I I like Pitt because Pat Narduzzi's there. Pat Narduzzi's one of my favorite coaches of all time. Um, as long bold. as they can stay here. <laughs> yeah. I, I really just like Pat Narduzzi. I just think he's, he's a trip and a half. Um, he is a trip. But if they can keep, if they can keep healthy, they'll be up at the top. Carolina, they just got to figure out what's going on with the defense and then they'll be stout because Drake May is, a, a solid quarterback and he has he has good tangible to to make that offense something um and then i honestly i think duke has the chance riley leonard i don't know what happened under mike elko but the kid i mean you just got to jump on the train with riley leonard and just let that ride so i i feel like those three are the teams to watch for in the coastal they could possibly be playing in Charlotte, and I wouldn't be surprised. Anybody else in the Coastal, I would be surprised if they would, they were in Charlotte at the end of the year. Yeah, fun uh, little stat for you that I saw yesterday on Twitter. Uh, you were talking about how the Coastal teams, some of them only play Clemson like once every six years. NC State played both Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush, both the uh, Cowboys quarterbacks who didn't go to an ACC school during their period they were in college. 
They never played Daniel Jones. Where did Cooper Rush go? Uh, Central Michigan, I think. Oh, wow. It's one of the directional Michigan schools, I believe. Gotcha. I knew I knew where Dak Prescott was. But yeah, because I was in Charlotte watching him destroy us. What's that, Jordan? There's a quarterback controversy in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move uh, right into Go ahead, Kyle. Well, so I have a slight uh, thing to say about the Will Shipley thing. I mean, Will Shipley was the second best prospect in the state of North Carolina. In the country, so, he was the best running back. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Well, you know, he had 27 relatives to go to state. So, he, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, no, yeah. he had, he had offers from every big college program in the country. So, I mean, fair enough. But let's, I don't disagree let's, let's, if you have the objective, let's, let's I don't disagree. But if he, let's tame it down a little bit. Like, I don't disagree from an objective perspective. But if if you had that situation with your alma mater, you'd be grumbling about it too. Yeah, but you know, like just he, like Josh Downs, there. fuck him too. And Josh Downs actually seems like a nice guy, but fuck him too because his dad was a running back at NC State and by the name of Gary Downs, so he's a turncoat as well. Sure, you know, like I said, butthurt is a disease, but um, <laughs> says they the are G five that lost the Navy. Yeah, well, they almost beat you. <laughs> yeah, so. Almost only counts in orange yeah, and yeah, grenades. That's right. <laughs> They have a uh, 500 record uh, in you this almost a century. The so. argument last time, the <clears throat> anyway, ifs. The ifs. That's we didn't right. play until 1970s. I don't know where. Like I said, the, this, this century, this two th- twenty, this two, also the year 2000 and 13 is not exactly almost 500. This said this century, which is 2000. Uh, this century, my bad. I yeah. thought you were saying okay, the last hundred years. No, no, this century is 2000. Anyway, fair uh, enough, unre- fair yeah, unrelated. Um, <laughs> Unrelated, you know, take your L. Um, so yeah, the semantics. Will Shipley, yeah, yeah, semantics. Deny that's it. right, never yeah. happened. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Will Shipley thing, um, I'm not gonna buy into that. Um, I just, I don't, I don't buy into a lot of that because you know my opinions on college football. Yeah, there's it's five. contrarian. Whatever everybody else says, you say the no, opposite. No, there's there's five programs. There's five programs that are way better than everyone else. I argue there's four programs. I think <laughs> I think I, I think that I think there is now five because I think USC is now challenging that. Until they actually do something other than Mr. Also Ran, Scott and McCreary look alike over in LA, actually wins a uh, playoff game. Sorry, he's yeah. just he's just one of those other coaches that is just in now, that second tier. I am going to be biased as fuck because Lincoln Riley is um oh, no. he, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> what is wrong with acknowledging a bias? Well, it's so it's okay when you do it, but not when I do it. Sure. So it's fine when you do it. <laughs> Continue with your <laughs> OC <laughs> comment. Go ahead. He was he was an OC at East Carolina. And I think he probably is the greatest offensive mind in college football. I don't think find someone better. Find, find someone. Maybe better. Lane Kiffin. Maybe right. yeah, that's the only one that came to mind. Yeah, like, I, no, honestly, only, like, he's 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 in the top two or three, no doubt. I'm just saying, maybe you Lane know Kiffin. the only. Do you know, in my opinion, the only one better than than Lincoln Riley, in Close my games, honest baby. opinion. He's in the NFL. Fuck you talking about? <laughs> um, no, it's Mike Leach, which is the tree he came from. Yeah. Mike Leach is a genius. I mean, he's a fucking weirdo. 
psychopath. Love Mike Leach. Yeah, he's hilarious. But he's probably the only person I would say is better than Lincoln Riley as an offensive mind. Like, I, I'm not going to argue hard against that. And he's because he invented the air raid. He didn't invent the air raid. He popularized it. Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> he he put it into mainstream with Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Mainstream. Michael yeah. Crabtree. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah. he he would be the only one I would I would argue against. I think it's five programs. I think USC. I think USC is. That's fair. But yeah, USC's got at least a winning tradition. So I, I I'm kind of with Kyle on that one about five programs. Yeah, there's five programs. Everyone else is just c- competing to not be the lowest in their conference. Are Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, and who's the fifth? Georgia. Okay. Oh, gosh, like that's that. not my list at all. My list is Bama, Georgia, um, Ohio State, Clemson. All time. Not all time. Not all time, because any all-time comment without Oklahoma, without some of the others, in Oklahoma, I believe, is going to be pretty pretty damn good with Venables, but I'm saying, like, I think Oklahoma over, the last, relegated. over the last 15 years or so, I think it's the four I said. I think USC probably... USC was, like, I mean, Matt Leinard, Reggie Bush. Yeah, yeah Kenshin, you, there. You, were, you were 11 years old last time they won a national title. That's still sure. recent. Sure. I mean, I think they're going to force their way back into the recency. This is my main argument. It's not a podcast topic, but anyway. <laughs> but here we are on a podcast. <laughs> there Talking is no about such, a topic. Yeah, there's no such thing as the Power Five conference. There's no such thing as the Power Five going, schools. It, this is just Kyle's ranting hour now. <laughs> there is. Five, there are five schools that are way better than everyone else, and. It, you're dishonest with yourself. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going to go on this didn't rant. Name I'm, Clemson into that list is utterly a travesty. Other than the past five years, other than 19 what 82, 1981, 81. Okay, they really haven't been. So now we're not talking about the last 15 years. We're talking about all time. So where's Oklahoma? See when Oklahoma, you shift when you shift Oklahoma, the goalposts. It's, it's, no, Oklahoma. how many national championships has Oklahoma won? Last time I don't even know. Just give me, give me whatever. Bob Stoops. Is 2000, 2001? If 2000 doesn't count, then neither does 2004. I'm sorry. No. no. But, there but, there but, is but, a but small Logan. hypocrisy hypocrisy in my argument because Georgia, last time other than last year, they won was 1980. Oklahoma has seven national titles. Okay. All right. I might have to change back on Georgia then. I think Georgia currently. It's just unmatched. Georgia is confirmed they got that dog in them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're unmatched. I mean, they are on the level of Alabama and Ohio State. In current Alabama, Alabama doesn't get taken to the wire from Penn State. Georgia yeah. is, is like Clemson. Like, Clemson within the Dabo era is, is up here. Same thing with Georgia with Kirby. Like, I would agree with that. Before yeah. Kirby got there, before Dabo got there, Clemson and Georgia were not nationally relevant but, programs but see, like the, Oklahoma the whole, and USC were. 
the whole premise of Kyle's argument is there are five good programs in the country, and he didn't name the one who have won two national titles in the last five years. Ridiculous. If you're talking about currently right well, now, I, the good programs that Kyle, can win a national title. So hands up. I thought Kyle's argument was all time, but I am going to walk it back now because of the Georgia. You're very quick to walk some shit back, Kenshin. <laughs> very quick. I, I, very I'm quick. I'm a bitch. What, what can I say? I'm a bitch. <laughs> okay, as long as you say it, okay. You heard it here first. Yeah, That's right. First. <laughs> Don't yeah, clip I mean, that. Don't clip that. Yeah, I'm going to clip it. <laughs> time stamp that. I swear to God, if that gets on TikTok. PowerShell, clip that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, like I said, There's a lot of really good football teams, but when we talk, when people talk on ESPN and Fox and all that, the, the Power Five, no, don't you goddamn in a century put Vanderbilt in the same fucking breath as Georgia? I'm sorry, it it doesn't fucking work because there's a lot of teams that would beat the ever living shit out of Vanderbilt that aren't in conferences that are as good as the SEC. <laughs> I, you're all over the place right now because I don't think anybody's arguing that. No my argument. Half my, you, half my my argument against you, and you've five. never addressed it is the Power Five versus G Five. The biggest difference is at the top. The second biggest difference is the median team. The median and team typically in a Power reason, Five conference is better than a median team in a G Five. And the and, only reason that median exists is because of TV contracts, because of the top five. Top five schools, but we, now we now we've gone. Face it. Now we've gone from who in the who in the, the hell ca- who, now who we, in the hell cares we keep about Indiana the point. football? Who cares about Indiana football? If fifty years ago Houston hadn't gotten left out of the Southwestern Conference, Houston is infinitely better now than half of the SEC. They're better than Mizzou. They're better than Vanderbilt. They're probably better than. I mean, they're probably on par with LSU, Florida, but they got left out. It's all money. Nobody's Who in the hell gives a, a damn about But Georgia I just Tech. want you to realize that we've gone from there are only five good teams. It to, is. We've gone to the but median team. The median. The, no, no, but then the median teams in the G5 are just as good as the median teams in the Power 5 to the, okay, the Power 5 might have better median teams, but it's only because of money. It is. And like, it is because of the money. It is because it is. of the, the, that stuff. But the fact of the matter is the Power 5 median teams are better than the G5 median teams. I'm not even going to say that half of the, the Power 5 median teams are better because I don't think they all so are. Then the money doesn't matter. They have more resources. Well, then the resources don't matter if the G5 has at least half as good a team <sighs> in the median as the Power 5. You're talking yourself in a circle and you ain't getting No, I'm money. not. Look, <laughs> half of the Sun Belt beat median so-called P5 teams. Half of the American beat them a year ago. I mean, damn, the, half of the ACC has a losing record against East Carolina. Virginia Tech, they're, they're 500. It's not a winning we're nine, record. We're 19 oh and my 13. God. You're going back to, like, recent stuff here, Kyle. Like, all time, East or NC State is, it's like, way It's 1970. We didn't play till 1970. Yeah, but then you said 1911. But let's get yeah. So back to 1970, it's 19 to 13. Yes. And in modern college football, which I That's consider the last 500. Can you do math? 
in the last 10 years, which is really what modern college football is with the streaming era, with uh, cable television, with all the TV deals, they're three and three. No, in the last 10 years, we're three and one. Three and three. No, three and two. Three and two. Last 10 years goes back to yeah, the 2012 three, season. Three. Yeah. 13, 16. Yeah, uh, two, uh, 2010. Okay, 12 years. You're three and three. Okay. All right. Let's okay. let's let's move into the um let's talk about ECU. You seem to want to talk about them. Let's move to it. ECU has a pretty cool story this week. They unveiled their homecoming uniforms. Um, Kyle, if you want to take this one away, and uh, it's your alma mater that you seem sure. to be vehemently defending to without logic. Yeah, I, I, with with sound <laughs> logic. Um, yeah. Well, my whole beef with it is, um, if you're Vanderbilt and you just happen to be aligned with Alabama in 1960, all of a sudden you're a power program, even though you haven't beaten any team worth of relevance in 60 years. Kyle, anyway, what do you think about the uniform? Anyway, <laughs> the uniform is really cool. It's a throwback to the 1991 Peach Bowl when they beat the so-called Power Five team, NC State. Um, what it was was it's an alumni, and what he did was he just took a combination of the 90s, 2000s, and mid middle 2010s uniform, and he pretty much fixed it up in Photoshop. Um, and what he did was he just randomly sent an email to the ECU athletic department. He's like, what do you think about this concept? And they really liked it. I know all three of you, all three of you, Think especially the pirates on the helmet, the very '90s logo, oh, the script. Yeah, I love it. Really cool logo. Um, I'm a fan. I've told Logan, this is not a biased thing against any school. I love the '80s uh, stout mascots. I wish State would bring back the old Tuffy. You know the the Strutton Wolf, the Strutton Wolf. I wish UNC would bring back the Strutton Ramsey. I wish UC would bring that the Strutton Petey. I love the 80s logos where, you know, everybody has the strut and chest. Um, I even like the 90s with just the, the the diamond state logo. I believe that was 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was yeah. mid to late 90s. Yeah, I love the or early to late 90s. The old retro UNC logo. I like the ECU logo, which is the pirate logo. It's just pirates and script <laughs> on the helmet. Um, and it also has a little bit of a modern flair on the helmet. Go to check it out. Look up ECU Athletics on Instagram and Twitter. Um, it really, it's really cool. Just the fact that alumni made it. I don't really know if I am more mad at the fact that just some random dude on his computer made the made the uniform, or the fact that East Carolina, with all their interns and shit, didn't make it themselves because people have been clamoring for a throwback uniform for a while. Um. Throwback uniforms are really cool. I Great. wish more schools would do it. I talked to Logan last night. I think it would have been, I think it's sick. I love the state script logo, the diamond logo. I'm sorry. Where it's like the N and the big S and the C. I love the, I, I think it would be really sweet if UNC did the, the old Strut and Ramsey logo on the helmet. It's old school logos are cool. You don't I have to draw back the uh, the diamond logo on the helmet. Was it last year, Logan? It's been fairly. No, it recent. was 2016 during the hurricane game against Notre Dame. It was 50th yeah, anniversary. That's now, why I remember it. Now, yeah. what I really would love, like I was telling Logan the other night when I was talking to him, I thought it was cool as hell how the Browns did their 50s logo for the Browns Jets game. 
how sweet would it be to see State do uh, an 80s model strutting wolf or UNC to do a 80s model strutting Ramsey or East Carolina to even do a strutting PD as the midfield logo? It's so cool. Why are you not doing it? It doesn't cost that much money. It's just awesome. It might, it might for the middle tier G5 schools. That's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> because, you know, you're also making all that money off Clemson for everything they've done for you for the past 20 years. Um, so, but I really like old school logos. I think they're really cool. And I'm more mad at the fact that the only part I'm annoyed is like, how in the hell did the athletic department not design the uniform? Just some random alumni guy who just sent it to him in a Python or uh, yeah, Adobe this, Photoshop. This uni is, is very clean, and it does a really good job of incorporating all the different eras of pirate football, which I really appreciate the nod to the history for ECU uh, with that. But the fact of the matter is it has that classic clean look. But it uh, like sweet. the stripes on the side is very 90s um, because it reminds me actually of I'm going to give Carolina a compliment here, Jordan. The throwback unions y'all wore against Notre Dame are, are fire. And I, I hate everything UNC, but I really like those old 90s UNC uniforms uh, from an objective perspective. These ECU ones look or or look clean. way better, They're really clean, way better than anything y'all normally wear. They yeah. should be the regular home uniforms, in my humble opinion. Uh, I don't like them because we don't uh, we are. don't we don't win. Those. We don't win. Yeah. Um, you don't make UNC, right? Yeah. Okay. I would. I would love for State to wear the the diamond uh, NC State logo because that was you know they stopped that in two thousand mm-hmm. and you know when Dre Bly you know was there I was hoping I uh, hope hope y'all maybe y'all bring those back to Capitol Hill this year maybe our past defense ruins y'all's whole uh, <laughs> division title there I would love for you to bring that back. Um, but no, I, I'm going to say that these uniforms that ECU is putting out are like by far my favorite from the North Carolina, um, throwbacks and everything. I love them. I, I really do like these uniforms. They look good. Um, they just, anything with white, they got the white helmet and everything. I just, something about those. I like them. Um, I think that. They did a great job with these, and I'm I'm with Kyle on this. I don't like Brandon with Kyle on a lot of things, but I do like I do wish we would get the strut and ram on there instead of the you know the 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 actual tar heel was against state with the Geo Bernard not to bring up the sports subject Logan the uh, Geo Bernard pump return yeah <laughs> um, that caused Tom O'Brien his job because he punted to Geo. Um, I I think that I think we should have done the strut and ram. I think it would be cool to have a have a uniform uh, uniform with those and a helmet with those. Um, but I I do like the throwback uniforms that we had this weekend and I, the ones we had against Texas A and M. Um, but they they just they don't bring good luck to us. So I don't like those in that fact. But no, I, I mean. The cleanest look so far I've seen from a North Carolina team right now is the Pirates. I love it. I love what they got going on this um, uh, this next week, right, Kyle? Is that when they're yes, yes. homecoming? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not very fond of the white helmets, just considering the fact uh, in 2017 they unveiled the white helmets, 
and we are one and nine <laughs> since yeah um the only game we won was actually against navy last year yeah we're one and nine and we wore them last week so i wish you know anything but a white the white helmets are clean as hell but they look good at yeah. some point you just have to acknowledge there's some bad mojo Oh, definitely. I mean, and one thing, just stop wearing them. I don't know what it is. Just stop. You can't be one and nine and wear a white helmet. Definitely agree with that. It's some bad mojo. I I think that my last comment on the on the uniforms. I really love the actual jersey, but I'm a sucker for the '80s and '90s script. Like when when the pirates in like cursive with a like an arch. That when Duke does it, it's fantastic. (laughs) I love that like old school script written out on the helmet. So I, when I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, that shit's fire." That's yeah. that's what made me like it too. I, I like that uh, that kind of style as well. But, and even even when Duke used to do the, um, didn't they have the Blue Devil on there with the uh, pitchforks and stuff like that? Did yeah, that was a throwback to the uh, the Iron Dukes from I believe the forties. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, even yeah. that looked good. Yeah, um, yeah. So as you know, old logos are classic. I mean they. I don't. They, I don't know why a lot. Of, yeah, I don't know why a lot of schools go away from them. Kids don't like it. You got to get those recruits. You got kids yeah. who don't even know how to write in person anymore. That's the issue. Like, I mean, I mean, how many kids probably print a signature nowadays because they don't know how to write? I just, you know, I don't. I don't know if this is a North a North Carolina thing or what, but all of the big schools had the same, essentially the same logo. Especially in the eighties with the strut and wolf. With the little the sailor strut. hat. Yeah. I mean they all had the they're all with the same general aesthetic. But they were all so clean. And I don't know why they got rid of it. Because the strut and wolf, the strut and ram, PD, the the blue devil. I mean, they all were in the same font, you know. Yeah. With the strut. But they were all so clean. I just don't understand why they got rid of it. Yeah, it's a answer that we probably won't ever know. But if I had to guess, it's probably due to money and recruits, because once the uh, the yeah. big apparel companies got involved, it's kind of the way things went. But yeah. as always, check the Spotify description. Click the link. Give us an up to one minute voicemail. Give us your uh, thoughts on the ECU uni- unis. If you've seen them, give us your thoughts on, you know, Kyle's rant against the power five and um the g5 and uh you know if you just want to tell us fuck ourselves you can do that too um <laughs> for this episode of tailgate season where it's always a bad day to be a beer presented by the cold cans network i'm logan sitting here with jordan kenton and kyle we will see you next time Good